You're listening to the Jewish Living Podcast. I'm Rabbi Nachum Math. Shalom, everyone, and welcome to part two of our Jewish Living class. We've been studying the loss of brachas. We did last week an intro, the loss of brachas, specifically on food. As a note, if you haven't heard that class, if you missed it, I now have, I'm trying to keep this class up online as well as a podcast. Anywhere you get your podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, you name it, just look for Jewish Living with Rabbi Nachal Math. You should be able to find it. I'm going to try to keep the classes posted. Um, so if anyone, if you want to refer back, you'll be able to get it. Okay? Everyone, here we go. Today, I want, as I mentioned, I want to, uh, we're going to focus on the laws of bread, hamotzi. I don't have those little handouts. Joel, can you hold that high for everyone to see? I'm sorry, it's, I have it digitally, but it wasn't able to print out well. Um, our printer isn't working. We talked about last week, there are six primary brachas, these six primary prayers on six major food categories. The number one category we're going to talk about is bread. The bracha that we recite on, on bread is baracha hamotzi who draws forth bread from the ground. Terrific. What we're going to do today is try to figure out what constitutes bread. And we're then going to get, and that's not too hard, but we're then going to get to bread's first cousin, Mizonot. There's a second category of bracha. Baruch Hashem, Mizonot. Blessed are you, Hashem, King of the universe, who created different types of Mizonot. Cereals, things like that. Cereal, not like... Captain Crunch, but like grains. So we're going to see there's something called bread. Then there's going to be mizonos. I'm just going to call it mizonos. Mizonos are things that are made out of grain. They're grain products, but they're not bread. Okay, so they're going to have the next category. But then the question we really have to ask ourselves, which we might not get to today, but just conceptually, if you think about it, there's a lower form of bracha, that's Hashem, King of the universe, who created vegetables. At what point does something go from a vegetable to a grain and from a grain to bread? Does everyone see that? If you think about it, wheat. Wheat, I don't know, grows on the ground. It's the fruit of the ground. So is wheat hadama? Is it a vegetable? Is it a grain product or is it bread? Did everyone see what we did there? We're going to try to work our way to try to figure out where the lines are. And we're going to see bread is kind of easy to figure out. Mizonot, there are going to be two different categories. We're going to have to keep at least two different categories. Maybe three different categories we're going to have to keep our eye on. And then what gets something from being a vegetable to a grain product to be in that category of Mizonot, we're going to talk about that too. Is that, is that making sense so far? Okay. Stick with me. This is, it's going to work out. <laughs> bread. The halachic definition of bread, to the best of my knowledge, is going to work like this. Something in the following zip code. You take flour, you mix it with water, and you bake it. I'm going to say that again. Flour, water that's baked. You now have bread. That's going to be our starting point. Let me ask you a question. Let's say I took flour and water and I boiled it. Say I took flour and water and but who would ever do something like that? Pasta. Thank you. 
Two points for Joel paying attention. That's pasta if you think about it. That's pasta. Who said it? Was that? It was Joel said it. Pasta. The bra, okay. So right off the bat, if you want to know why pasta is not bread, did everyone follow that? It's grain. It's, I mean, it's flour. I don't know. You mixed it with water somewhere. I guess you boiled it in water. But it's not baked. Okay? What happens if you make pasta and then you bake it afterwards, i.e. bake ziti, lasagna? It happens to be, it's halakhically complicated. We're not going to get into it. Trust me, just, it's not bread. Not that that's the simplest thing. And I want to just maybe flag this for one second. In this class, I'm going to try to keep things as straightforward as possible. But just understand, it's like, it's like a computer. Oh, it's beautiful. Like there's a lot going on behind behind the system. So when I tell you that lasagna or baked ziti is not bread, it's not the simple, I just want to flag that. It's actually very complicated. Why not? Because yeah, I boiled it, but I then baked it. So I'm just flagging that, that it is coming. Bottom line, all you need to know is just trust me on it. It's not bread. I mean, don't trust me. You'll get to it. If anyone wants for certain, further reading, it's simon kof ayin ches, deep in the simon. But that's for, that's for the experts. What about bagels? Okay, so hold, hold, perfect. Bagels, great question. It happens to be, right? Everyone follow that? That's ex- in a certain sense, it's exactly like baked ziti or lasagna. Did you ever, right? Everyone know how you make a bagel? You take flour and water. What do you do with it? Boil it. You boil it and then... You bake it. That's exactly like lasagna, right? It's different. Why? I don't know. I can't tell you 100%. I can tell you 100%. But I think the real, the, the bottom line is, is that it's only boiled for a minute. It's boiled very briefly. That's part of the reason. Another part of the reason, without getting into too much detail, is, is there's sort of like, again, this is the behind the, the scenes, is that the pasta, even... Even as it's made, it's, it's not bread, the, the dough of pasta, it's different. It's, it's very flat. It's not like thick and puffy. So, but conceptually, you're 100% right. Conceptually, bagels and, and, and baked ziti and lasagna really should be kind of similar. Bottom line is they're gonna be different. And that's that. <laughs> We're gonna, but, I'm, but it's a very good point. Academically, they're actually, it's a complicated topic. But let's just leave it like that. So bread again is flour, Water that's baked. So far, so good? What about matzah? Okay, we'll get there. We're going to get to all that stuff in a second. (laughs) A lot of good questions. Flour, water that's baked. Flour, water, boiled, pasta, that's not going to be bread. Does that mean that everything that's flour and water that's baked is going to be bread and be hamotzi? The answer is... 94%, 98% 94%, 98% of the time, the answer is yes. There is going to be one thing that doesn't, is a category that isn't, it's, it's the exceptions. The exceptions don't really follow a real pattern. They're really case by case. But the general idea is certain things that really are, they are flour and water, and they really are exactly like bread. But for some reason, colloquially, in this country, no one treats it like bread. So then we're actually going to downgrade it from bread. A classic example, and it's an exception. If you really think about it, soft pretzels. Think about a soft pretzel, right? What's a soft pretzel made out of? Flour, water, 
baked. Boiled then baked. Some of them boil and bake, but it's no, no different than a bagel. People don't eat soft pretzels in the United States of America as a form of bread. It's not bread. If you have to stop and think about it, oh, you know, that's interesting. But if, you're, if it's just like in a, you know, those, whatever it is, in that black box and you microwave it or whatever it is. So, but it's an exception. Really, it should be treated like bread. But because colloquially, if you have another example or a question, hey, Rabbi, is this food product, it looks like bread, but no one eats it like bread. Case by case, it ask, ask, ask about it. Because typically, bread, water, baked, it's bread, everyone's good. It's hamotzi lachem and haaretz. We treat it like bread, nothing to worry about. There are very few exceptions in that, that fit into that category. I just had pretzel challah for Shabbos oh. a week ago. Okay. When I was in Chicago. It was delicious. Pretzel challah. So let hold that delicious. thought. Because Hold that thought. Hold that thought for one second. Okay. That's our starting point, is bread. Water, flour, baked. You got yourself bread. Bon appetit. Invite me over. Actually, don't, because high in carbs and it's so good. I could eat bread from just, ah. Uh, it's nothing like bread straight out of the oven. You know what I'm talking about? And my wife, God bless, God bless. Samantha's not, you're not allowed to eat bread. But, but even the, okay. One other important point. What's considered a green that... You can turn flour, right? I said flour, water, baked is bread, but fl- what kind of flour? Mm. Okay, what kind of flour? So the answer, God bless my ninth grade Rebbe, I told you, he taught me a lot of bra- brachas. I learned it all the way back in ninth grade. Some mnemonics when you're in ninth grade just stick in your brain and they don't go away. <laughs> so thank you, Rabbi Mendelowitz, for teaching me whoops row. Whoops row. Wheat. It's stuck. Wheat, barley, rye, spelt, oats. Other people do it browse, but it's actually Wubsro is better because that's the order of precedence, but it's the same thing. Wheat, barley, rye, spelt, oats. Those five things, you turn them into flour they, and bake them, and add water and bake them, you've now got yourself bread. Corn, not a grain. Rice, not a grain. Does that mean cornbread is not hamotzi? It's not bread? No, because just I don't want to get too far afield because I want to go in order here. But you should be aware they're virtually all grains, even things like pumpernickel, all these things. They don't very rarely are they going to be made purely out of cornbread. Cornbread is usually wheat with a little bit of corn in it. Potato bread is not potato, usually. Not all the time, but usually it's really wheat-based, and they just put in a little bit of potato, a significant amount, but it's still going to be bread. Okay? Everyone with me so far? That's bread. That's our starting point. It's not too, not too bad. If you have a grain-based product, there are two types of scenarios where it won't be bread. There are grain-based products that aren't bread, so they're going to be called mizonos. Mizonos doesn't, I don't know what the exact translation is, but that's going to be the next category down. So again, bread is our top category. Water, flour, bake it, bread. We've all known and seen bread. We all know what bread is. The next category down is a little bit broader. It's going to be grain-based products that aren't quite bread. 
Okay? Does everyone know that I lose anyone? Any blank faces? Right? So far, so good? Right? Grain-based products that won't be bread. I'm going to divide them right for now into two major categories. Okay? There are two major categories of these grain-based products that aren't bread. One is going to be called pas hababikismin. That's the code word in Talmud, in Halakha, pas hababikismin, which translates into bread that comes in kisnin. Got that? Kisnin. It doesn't translate. Kisnin, it's actually the Talmud isn't even sure what this word kisnin means. Actually, the commentaries. I'm going to call it kisnin bread. That's probably not helpful. But basically what it's going to be, you have one category of grain-based products which aren't bread, but they're bread-like. They're almost like bread. Okay? That's going to be one category. And you're going to see why it's going to be important to understand and differentiate when non-bread but grain-based products, are they in this category of bread-like, this kisnin bread? It's bracha is going to be mizonos. It's not going to be bread, but we're going to see it's going to have properties kind of like bread. You'll stick with me in a moment. You'll see why. There's going to be other grain-based products which have nothing to do with, they're not kissing, they're not bread-like, they're just pure, good old-fashioned grain-based products. And I'm going to differentiate them. But I just want everyone to see the flowchart that we've done. So everyone see what I did there? You've got bread. Now we're in the world of Mizonos, of grain-based products. In that world, we're going to have two categories. Bread-like foods and non-bread-like grain-based foods, okay? Let's talk about this kisnin category. First, I wanted to, to tell you how you become into the bread-like family. We're then going to see what the repercussions of being in that family. But first, let's try to figure out how do you get into this family? Is everyone with me so far? Okay, there are going to be three cat things that can, three things, you don't need all of them, it's either. Either A, either B, or either C, you're going to be in this category. Everyone with me? To be in this category, you can't be any of these. Okay? To be in the non-bread-like category, you can't have any of these following three things. Okay? Let's go back to our definition of bread. Remind me, bread is, say it loud, flour, flour, water, water, baked. baked. I've got a question. I'm going to do flour, water, bake it, but I did flour, water, chocolate, sugar. Oh. All right? Who's coming over for dinner? Right? <laughs> chocolate, sugar, flour, water, and I bake it. What are you going to call that? Brownie. A brownie, Delicious. cookie, <laughs> or let's not call it a cookie. Let's call it a brownie or a cake. Or a cupcake. A cake. If you really think about it, why is that not bread? It's flour, water, and I threw a couple other things in there. Okay? Category number one of pasababikisnin, this kisnin bread, which is not quite bread, but it's close, is it's flour, water, plus significant ingredients that significantly alter the taste. Okay? I'm going to say that again. It's flour, water, but some other ingredients that significantly, and that's a key word, significantly alter the taste. Everyone knows chocolate cake when you see it. That chocolate cake, that ain't bread. <laughs> That's cake. Because there's a significant <clears throat> amount 
of chocolate, of sugar, of other ingredients in there. So mix, I want to just be very clear. When you made the flour and the, I'm sorry, when you made the dough, before it was baked, mixed in the dough, there are significant other ingredients. What constitutes significant? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> because challah has sugar. Okay. A I'm glad you asked. No. no, it's a very good question. Raise your hand. Any Sephardic Jews around here? Joel kind of have a Sephardic background. This is going to be a difference, that word oh, significant. It's a little bit different with that. It's 100%. 100%. 100%. Sephardic tradition and halacha is going to have a much lower, it's, it's a little harder if you're Sephardic, actually. Because if in the Sephardic tradition, it doesn't have to be super significant. It can be mildly significant. If you have a mild amount of other ingredients in your dough, you're going to be downgraded from bread. Really what happened, you've got bread. You've got your flour and your water. The thing is you put other things in there so it gets downgraded into this kisnin stuff. Usually things like sugar, salt. I would even say even things like raisins. Have you ever had your raisin challah? People do that. We're going to... We're going to the, the judges say, we're going to keep that in bread. Okay? We're going to keep that in bread. You start adding that it, it, it's hard to know. It's obviously going to be case by case. But the, in theory, there is a difference between Sephardic and Ashkenazic. In practice, I don't know how, what that actually looks like. Because I think we all know what a cake is. If it's a cake, it's down here. At what point does it go from being, oh, it's just a little ingredient. You put a little, like my wife will sometimes put in the challah, not just after it's baked or on top, actually in the dough. Sometimes she'll put a little bit of, of, uh, of herbs. You ever see that? In the oh, dough. Sure. Yeah. It's so good. I'm not talking about on top of the challah when you put it in the oven. I'm talking about in the dough. There's oregano in there. There's some other goodies in there. Sephardim might have a challenge with that. I don't know. I'm going to say don't worry about it. But it could be we're pushing the envelope. Ashkenazic Jews, that's still bread. It's bread with a little bit of a kick. Obviously, this is not a scientific. I did not give you. It's like almost by definition, it's going to be hard to keep this scientific. But for, for Ashkenazic Jews, it's going to be that it's very, I think the number is more than 51% of the flavor. It's something like that. Not that that's helpful, but that like just so you get a sense. It's not like bread with a little bit of salt. No, a cake, a chocolate cake, is significantly different than bread. That said, now to your point, there can be things that are right on the on the on the on the line. My wife, I don't want to confuse everyone, but I'll just use this as an example. My wife makes the most wicked, amazing thing that should be banned and illegal in the state of Nevada because it's so good. And she makes it, of course, on Rosh Hashanah. You know, everyone does their sweet challah or sweet foods on Rosh Hashanah. That's an ancient tradition and it is based. It is a real thing. So sometimes you do your apple and your honey and all that stuff for Rosh Hashanah. My wife will make this apple challah. She'll bake in the dough. There is like apple. And at some point you kind of wonder like, this could kind of be a dessert. <laughs> like it's hard to know. And it's, it's not simple at all. You need two brothers. No, you definitely won't. I'll tell you what I do, just, just not, again, this is an exception. Don't, like, this is kind of an aside from our class. I actually treat it as bread because we treat it functionally and practically, we call it challah. So a lot of times that'll be a determinant. It's again, it will go down to colloquially. What do people call it? You call it a cake? Do you call it a strudel? Do you call it a babka or do you call it bread? So we call it apple challah. So then we're gonna treat it like challah. From an ingredient, from like a baker's perspective, is there a big difference between that? 
and a, I don't know, like some apple babka. Not a huge difference, but it's right on the border. So again, it's case by case. But again, category number one of kisnin bread is this, this category is flour, water, something significant added into it, and now it's baked. Okay. Questions? Yeah, this is about your apple hala. So you don't have to make a blessing for the apple ingredients. No. So the question is, is that if you have that apple hala, do you need to make the, a special bracha, a special prayer? And the apple answer is no. Why not? You'll have to come back. <laughs> We're not going to get there yet. But let's just assume once it's bread, it's bread. Okay. Why not? How do mixtures play in for a different class? But we're going to call it bread for now. Okay? Can we work with that? I, I understand that I'm like putting a circle about it. Let's pretend it's bread. So, again, in the category of kisnin bread, rule number one is it's flour, water. In the dough, there's something else. Category number one. I've got category number two. Flour, water, and baked. And it's nice and brittle. I bake it. It's nice and brittle. Matzah. Matzah. Give me something else. Pretzels. Crackers. It's literally a pretzel is literally flour and water and it's baked. Why are you not washing on pretzels? Put a circle around matzah for a second. But I'm glad everyone brought that up. Hold your hold that thought on matzah. But category number two of kisnin, this kisnin stuff, is if it's flour, water, and baked, but it comes out of the oven brittle, that like you can crack it, it gets downgraded. That's not bread. Bread is soft. Bread is supposed to be mushy or squishy. <laughs> Something that's brittle gets downgraded and is now a mizonos. Okay? Everyone comfortable with that? We can move to the next category. You should not be comfortable with that. Why not? So what the question should be, so what's the story with matzah then? Matzah is nice and brittle. Why is matzah, everyone, we know it's bread. We make a mozi on bread. In Judaism, we treat matzah like bread. But yet, if you really stop and think about it, bread, uh, matzah is flour, water, Unbaked. baked, and it's brittle. It should be in this kisnin category. The answer is, again, it's going to depend if you're Ashkenazic or Sephardic. Everyone will tell you, let's pretend it's Passover. It has to be that the, the way it's understood is it's an exception. Really, it should be, based on the rules, it should be kisnin bread. But because it's not, because it's matzah, we, put, we keep matzah up here. We don't downgrade it. That's if you're Ashkenazic. And if you're Sephardic, on Passover. Sephardim, not on Passover, their tradition is they actually do not make a motzi on matzah. I'm going to say that again. If you're Sephardic... Everyone, did anyone know that? If you're a Spartic, most Spartic, I'm not saying, I'm not, because again, I'm not as in tune with Spartic halacha. For most of us in this room, let's treat it. We're going to be Ashkenazic. Matzah is going to mean kisnin bread. But if you're a Spartic, not on Passover, it's not so simple what happens to matzah. Not so simple. Okay? Joel has a question. Yeah, so why do you keep using that term downgrading? Is it, is it really that hierarchical? Yes. I mean, what... Because really, if you stop and think about it, it should be bread. It's flour, water, and baked. No, no, I mean, okay, it almost sounds like you're saying bread yes. on top, you have grain, yeah. you have wine, and everything's downgraded. It is a hierarchy for, for a couple of reasons. Let's just pretend, let's just, you'll see there are ramifications for the hierarchical nature of it. 
Um, one is prior, prioritization of, let's say I've got multiple foods, which one comes first in terms of what you eat? Uh, it, there is a prioritization, but also we're gonna see bread, if you're bread, a bunch of things happen. Most notably, someone brought up, if you make a mozi on bread, you don't, it's, it covers all the food that you eat in your, in your meal, and it is, it's considered more, more significant. Let's, let's just keep that, assume it's a high, it's, it's a downgrade. So again, you got two things to get you into this category of kisnen bread, is number one, flour, water, something significant in the dough. Flour, water, but it's baked and comes out brittle. And category number three is it's flour and water, and I've made my dough, and I'm gonna bake it, and it's gonna come out nice and soft, like bread, but before I actually put it in the oven, on top of the, the dough is already made. So there's nothing else in the dough. Dough's flour and water. On top of the dough, or I'm gonna wrap the dough around some other ingredients. Or on top of my dough, after, before it's baked, think knish. Absolutely, a knish. Another classic example, one slice of pizza. Or I shouldn't say one slice, pizza. Pizza, if you think about it, it's flour. Well, again, I don't know all the how they make d- pizza dough, but it's, I'm assuming it's just flour, water. The dough is already made. So it's not like in the dough there are other ingredients. It's flour and water. That's it. And it's going to be baked, and the pizza dough comes out kind of bread-like, right? It's not brittle. But on top of the dough before, before it's baked, there's sauce, there's cheese. If there's pineapples, we can't be friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't really care, but can I know people go bananas on that. Can it only be on top? I'm no, it can even be even. Okay, but I want to be clear. The pro- difference between a hot dog is the bread was already baked. This has to be no. before. When you make them yourself. Okay, then you might be right. You might be right. So I don't. It's going to be case by case. I don't know if you make like a corn dog. It could very much. I don't know how those things are made. I don't either, but a hot dog. Okay. Yes, that also could be brittle. But even if it wouldn't be, that would probably be a good example. If you made the dough, if, again, assuming that it's not like one of these, the file of dough is already baked or something like that. But if it's raw, the dough is raw, and you and you kind of like. The, by the way, the reason is anyone. How do you say pocket in Hebrew? Who's our Hebrew speakers? Pocket. Yiddish, Keshna. Kis. Kis. Kisnin. bread. According to this third opinion, the word kisnin means pocket. So that's like, think of a knish. Think about, it's the idea is you took the dough and you've made it into a pocket around some other ingredient. What if you can make pita bread? Because pocket is that a... Yes, the question is what about pita bread? But the problem is, is that the pita, this is before it's baked. The dough is made into a pocket, Okay with another ingredient, as opposed to just, it's not just bread that is in the shape of a pocket, it's that it's pocketing something else. So in the case of pizza, it's cheese and sauce and whatever else you're putting in there. In the case, what's that? Yes and no, because a sandwich, the bread is already baked. Okay, so again, it's a little confusing. It's, you've, you've taken the dough, it's one in, categories one and three are similar, they're very similar, but there's a little different. Category one, it's mixed into the dough. There are other ingredients. Category number three, it's the dough is already made. You've rolled the dough. You kneaded the dough. Now you take the dough and you put something around, or you take the dough and you wrap it around something else. Or you put something on top of the dough, but again, before it's baked. Got it. 
Okay? So those are the three, three things that could be in that category. Great, Rabbi, who cares? I'll tell you, it's very important. If you have food that's in this category of kisnin bread, the broth, it's downgraded. It's not quite bread, which means the bracha on pretzels, the bracha on, in theory, on pizza, the bracha on cake is downgraded. It's not hamotzi lachem and aretz. It's not bread. It's borei name mizono. It's mizonos. With a very important exception. If you happen to be pasa baba kisnin, if you happen to be one of those three things, not you, you're going to be eating one of those three things. <laughs> or if you happen to be one of these things and you get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> and you're eating it as a meal. Okay? It's being eaten, the quantity of how much is being eaten is enough to be a meal. You get upgraded. You're now bread. I'm going to say that again. If you're possible to if you're in this category of kisnin bread, and you're, you eat enough for it to be considered a meal, even if you're not eating it as a meal, it's, I don't know, 3.45 p.m., 3.45 a.m., doesn't matter. If you have enough for it to be a meal, it's now upgraded and has all the laws of being a bread, being bread. Wash, hamotzi, and berkat hamazon at the end. How much is considered enough to be a meal? It's a hard question to answer. The halacha, I'm going to give you the bottom line. It is, it's not so much case by case, it's category by category. Basically, it's going to go by your gender and age. Like, that's really what it is. How, how much would a seven-year-old, if you're seven years old, how much would a seven-year-old eat for this to be, let's say, breakfast or dinner? How much, if you're a 45-year-old woman, how much would a typical, again, it doesn't have to be 45, what about 46? Think, I'm really trying, coming to like categorize. Like, for example, a, 20, a, a 17-year-old male eats an incredible amount of food. <laughs> Having had to deal with them, it is something to behold. So they eat a whole pizza. So it's going to be different than, let's say, I don't know, like a 45-year-old male or a 45-year-old female. So again, it's a little bit you're going to have to, guesstimate what that looks like. A good way of doing it is someone like you, how much would they eat for this to be a meal? Now, a good example would be, where it gets a little tricky is cake. Because the answer is, if you're eating enough for it, for it to be a meal, you should really be speaking to a nutritionist because it's not healthy living. So you're going to have to kind of figure it out. You're going to try to have to figure it out. But a good example, I think like pizza. The, a million dollar question that's gone on since God gave Moses the Torah at Sinai, the first thing that Moses asked God is, how much pizza do I need to eat so I have to wash? Okay, obviously I'm... But this is like one of these age-old questions. You want to know, like, like, what Orthodox Jews struggle with. Like, yeah, how many slices do you wash on? Like, you just, like, that's like that is an age-old question. Because it's, it's hard. I, I, one thing, like, usually people say three slices. Anything more than two slices, three slices. I don't know. I would say if you're an 18-year-old boy... Anything less than three slices, I'm not washing on. You know, a, a seven-year-old girl, maybe one slice is enough. You know, it really, you're going to have to figure it out. I don't know the answer. Okay? But that's the story of Pasa Baba Kisnin. Rabbi, do you only wash for the hamotzi? Yeah. Anything that's not hamotzi, you don't wash and bench. Okay. So that's really the, 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 the reason why this is relevant, just to clarify, 
bread, there's a different bracha, and there's also washing nitilat yadayim, which if you're not familiar with, you wash before your hands before you have bread. You eat. The, there's a special bracha recited on bread, and we're going to see the after bracha when you finish eating bread. You do all of your kadhamazon. If you're not familiar with that, stick around. We're going to get to that later. So what about if you're going in with anticipation that I'm only going to have one slice? Yes. <laughs> I'm only going to have one slice. But what happened? Andrew, what happened? You ended up eating three slices. Has never has anyone ever heard of something like that ever happening, where you only wanted to eat a little bit and you ended up eating way more than you planned? I'm not familiar with that. How does that? What does that look like, right? So this is a great question. Obviously, this happens all the time. The answer is it goes by what you started. Well, it's it's two things. If your initial intent, I'm planning on eating seven slices of pizza. So you start by your initial intent. If you started, okay, and then you're two slices through, it doesn't matter. You don't have to make a new bracha. However, if you end up eating, unless you, um, unless you say moving forward, I'm eating another, let's assume for a second, let's work with the following math. Let's assume for a second, three slices of bread is enough. I'm sorry, three slices of pizza. You ate two, and now you want to say, I want to eat one more. The answer is, keep on eating. If you decide you want to eat three more, you need to wash and make a mozi. Okay? But, after, and let's say, but that, that's really kind of gross. That means you ate five slices of pizza, but that's fine. No one's judging. No one's judging around here. Let's say you had two slices of pizza, and then you're like, ah, I have a third. It's fine. Don't do anything until you finish eating, then you actually say brakat amazon. Did everyone follow that? Your after bracha is going to be as if you did bread. Okay, that would be the one thing. You didn't say amotzi. It goes by intent. It goes by intent for the for the the, 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 the original bracha, but it's going to go by what you did for the after bracha. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. You have to do the long yeah. Yep. 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 It's the long version. Okay. That's called pasa baba kisnin. Plenty of time. Pasa baba kisnin. That's this kisnin bread. Any other questions on the pasa baba kisnin? Am I making sense? There are other types of grain products that are not pasababikisnin. So for example, oatmeal. It's, first of all, it's not flour, it's whole oats, okay? That's baked, it's, it's I mean, whatever, it's, it's not, it's, I'm sorry, I'm saying, I'm not, it's boiled, it's not, it's not baked. You can eat as much Oatmeal as you want, you're never gonna have to wash and bench. Pasta we saw earlier, it's flour and water, but boiled. You can eat as much pasta you want, as you want, it never gets upgraded back into bread. It's in this other category of Mizono. It's not Kisnin bread, it's just good old fashioned Mizono. I'm getting a nod over, does that make sense? Good, bad? Paulina, makes sense? That's good, okay? I'm trying to think like what some other examples of foods that are just clearly not Pasababa Kisnin, they're clearly over here. What about quinoa? Quinoa, okay, let's talk about quinoa for a second. Let's talk about, okay, so before we got to quinoa for a second, so far so good, those are our two categories, okay? What constitutes now grain for a minute? So as I mentioned, whoops, wheat, barley, rye, spelt oats. If you're not wheat, barley, spelt, rye, oats, you're just a vegetable. Quinoa, 
Hadama. It's it's a vegetable. What about cream of wheat? Cream of wheat? I don't even know what that is, but I'm assuming it's a mizono. Like farina, mizono, and you can eat as much as you want of it, and it's not kisnin bread. It's but just... It, it is wheat. So it's mizono. Okay. It's not baked. It's not baked. It's, it's, not it's, it's, it's I don't even think... Grits. What are grits? I, I, I know oh, they eat them in down south. Oh, they have been down south. But isn't it... It's corn, right? It's not... Is it wheat? No, it's corn. It's corn. It's corn. Not a problem. One exception, there's one exception to this, is rice. Rice is a little bit of a weird one. It's a bit of a, of a tweener. Rice is not one of the five grains. It's not, never was, never will be. If you're Ashkenazic, we get rid of it on Pesach. But that's, that's just as a chumrah, it's just a stringency. It is not one of the five grains. Five grains, hard stop, period, end of story. That's the halacha. Not to say that there isn't debate, but that's the bottom line halacha. We are machme, us, us good Ashkenazic Jews, we're stringent about all sorts of things on Passover, but it's not that we think it's great. It's not a grain product, but it's close. It's a first cousin to grain, so we keep our distance from it on Passover. One exception. For whatever reasons, the bracha on rice is mizono. But it's not one of the grains. Okay? There are going to be a couple other ramifications of that. Most notably, again, I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll deal with this later. The after bracha on rice is not al-hamichya, which is the after bracha for the grains. It's bari nefashah. Okay? For, if that didn't make sense, don't worry. We'll explain that in a few more weeks. Rice is a little bit of a tweener. We do treat it. We just give it the bracha on his own note. But it's not really a grain. Granola. What's the story with Granola. The real question is, what is granola? <laughs> that really is the question. So, I would say it's something that's modified significantly so it, it doesn't fall under. Well, how is it made? It really gets into a technical question. What is granola? Granola is basically oats that have been steamed and smushed. Okay, it's oats that have been steamed and smushed. That's how you make granola. Okay. So, because it hasn't been really turned into flour, there's nothing really been done to it to turn into flour. It's a whole oat. It hasn't been, for, for something to be considered flour, it needs to, to either be totally ground up, or even if it's cracked. You split the grain in half, that would be fine. Or even if you split a little bit off of it, that will be fine. Granola is, number one, it's usually whole oat. Number two, it's not cooked. It's steamed and then rolled. So the bracha on granola is hadama. Granola bars typically are going to be hadama. They're not going to be considered, even though it's made out of wheat, I'm sorry, a wheat product, but it's not flour. I'm sorry if I wasn't clear there. One of these five grains, let me start over. These five grains, if you take a piece of wheat and start eating the wheat, that's not mizonot. Mizonot has to have been first converted into flour. You have to take one of these five grains and either crack it or crunch it, and then you can start having a conversation about being mizonot. Did I make sense there? But if you just eat the raw, even the cooked grain, but the grain hasn't been cracked or squished, it's not yet mizono. So I've done this before. I, I make my own mixed grains, and then I just boil it. And, and but it's going to be very specific. It's, not it's not very baked. specific how that grain, what grain it is. It's, it's, it's good chance it's going to be all these right here. Oats. It's going to dep- really depend. I don't want to get too far because you're going to be very case specific. This is not so typical. If it's wheat, almost always they've cracked some of it. Wheat yeah. is almost always cracked. 
Bartley is a big question. A good example. So did I lose everyone? I didn't teach this very well. For Mizonote, either one of these two categories of Mizonote, you have to have one of these five grains that has to be either turned into flour or cracked. But if you just eat the whole grain, even if you eat it's cooked, doesn't count. That's still a vegetable. It has not yet been turned into a cereal. It's not yet a Mizonote. Okay? You have to crack it or squish it. These are going to be very case-specific, and you're going to have to really find out how these things are made. So granola, from my understanding, not my understanding, a lot of the researchers, it's not cracked, nor is it baked. It's just the oat that's been, been rolled. So it's not considered yet a grain product. It's just like a vegetable. Okay? Really, barley, if you really think about it, anyone ever have pearl barley? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why you have pearl barley. Chola. If you ever have chalent. Yeah. Pearl barley, it's actually very tricky. It really shouldn't be a mizono because it's the whole grain that's been boiled. Who cares? But it's the whole grain. It hasn't been cracked. The answer is, is that when they produce the barley, they crack it ever so gently. Mishnah Bura quotes of Chaim Tzanzer, if I recall correctly. He says they, they remove just enough of it that we consider it cracked. So it's very case specific. So if you're doing something like you have some holistic, I grow wheat in my backyard, I don't, I don't know. But virtually all products that you're going to get, if it's granola, it is still a hadama. But everything else you're going to have to, if it's some funny, weird thing, I'll have to see it. Did that make sense? So let's just do a quick, Debbie has a question. Yeah, what if you have like granola that has like nuts and fruit? It's going to probably just be a hadama. Now what sometimes is going to happen, this is going to be again, as we talked about for future classes, a lot of times you're not just eating granola. You're going to have like, like Debbie Bread. there's granola with this and that and the other things. It's going to usually be a mixture of other ingredients in it. What do you do with foods that are mixtures of ingredients for a different, for, we're going to have to get there. But it's, it's certainly, you know, we'll, we're going to have to figure that out. What about, Rabbi, what about gluten-free? Gluten-free depends what we're talking about. If it's, if it's real, we, do they make, okay, I don't know how this stuff works. It's going to depend what it is. Spelt is gluten-free, but it's one of the five grains. Wheat, barley, spelt, rye, oats. It's a mis, uh, mizono. It could be one of these. It could be bread. You can absolutely have bread. They make spelt matzah for those who have real sensitive stomachs for Passover. Totally, it's like anything else. If they somehow modify the gluten out of wheat, I don't, do they do that? Is that a thing? If they could do that, it's probably going to be still wheat. But again, quinoa, if it's not wheat, barley, spelt, rye, oats, we're not talking. It's not, it's not one of these five things. Okay, the hour is late, so I'm going to hold it here. What we're going to try to do next time we meet is we're going to try to talk about nitila yadayim, washing our hands for bread. But there's one other category which we didn't get to, which I'm going to really want to talk about, which is deconstructing bread. Can you take, let's say I've got bread, can I blow it up and deconstruct it to no longer be bread? This actually comes up all the time. Um, What are you talking about, Rabbi? um, Anyone ever have a matzah ball? Yeah. What's a matzah ball made out of? Matzah. It's not made out of flour. It's made out of matzah. What did we say matzah is? Don't talk, Spartan. (laughs) What did we say matzah was? It's hamotzi. So now what's, what's matzah meal? It's just crunched up. It's just squishy bread. It should re- okay, so we're going to talk about that. How can you blow up bread? I didn't mean any disrespect to my Spartan because it actually is very relevant for Spartan even on Passover. What are you going to do with matzah meal? But I mean, the reason why for, for a, Spartan, a Spartan Jew, not on Passover, it's a different, you don't have to worry about this. But it still will come up in other examples. Croutons. Okay? 
that, God willing, please God, next week. Thank you all for joining. If anyone has any questions, I'm here to stick around. Did I confuse anyone? No. I hope he didn't make kishki with flour and potato. Okay. It's called it, Elzo. It's going to probably be Mizonos then. Yeah, well, she's not here to make it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did that make sense? All right. To so be continued next week, folks. You've been listening to the Jewish Living Podcast with Rabbi Nahal Math. Please do us a favor and like and share this podcast, ask a question, or leave a comment.